This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk from the Seminole. See Fasciola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome to Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you in our Magic Studios. Wednesday, November 20th, as the Magic gets set for the Toronto Raptors. Tonight in Toronto, 7.30 for the tip. Pre-game, 7 o'clock with Brandon Kravitz over on 104.5 The Beat this evening. And as always, we are presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli will be back with me tomorrow. Uh, and today, we're going to hear from Ryan Wolstad from the Toronto Sun here in the second segment, we'll talk with uh, we'll talk with him about the Raptors and just how they got out such a good start to this season. They're dealing with injuries. Kyle Lowry's still out. Serge Ibaka is out, and yet they just keep trotting these guys out there. A lot of guys you might not have ever heard of, and they're making names for themselves. And I think a lot of credit needs to be given to Nick Nurse for that uh, dynamic, and and also Masai Ujiri, of course. You can even go back to Jeff Weltman and what they built there in Toronto, the way they utilize the 905, their G League team, the way they draft, the way they have a system and understand what they want uh, out of specific players, out of specific roles within the team. They just keep rolling along. And when you build something sustainable like that, and that's what Jeff Weltman and John Hammond are trying to build here, you're able to withstand injuries to your best players. So we'll chat with Ryan Wolstadt uh, in the, from the Toronto Sun here in the second segment and get going with the Raps a little bit. But I think what's interesting about this matchup tonight is you've got a Raptors team that is just figuring out new ways to win, and you've got a Magic team that is figuring out its way to win. And you've won three straight games. You're, it's kind of scary. You're looking for your first road, uh, road win of the season. Meanwhile, the Raptors have not lost yet at home this year. They're 5-0 and uh, there in Toronto, so something's got to give tonight. And the Magic are going to have to get over that hump of figuring out a way to travel, to take what it is you did at Amway Center, 4-1 and over your last five-game homestand, and to bring it out on the road. Because if you go through this road trip through the Midwest, through Toronto and then the Midwest, and you don't at least split it, then you're asking for trouble because these are some very winnable games. This is a tough one tonight, and so was Indy. But then you get Detroit and Cleveland next week before Thanksgiving, and then you come back home to see the Raptors again a week from Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So you better stack a couple wins here out on the road, especially against teams that you can beat. And as good as the Raptors have played so far this year, and as good as the Pacers looked when we saw them a week ago Sunday, both of those teams are beatable as well. And if the Magic play like they did against Philly, and against San Antonio last Wednesday and Thursday, they absolutely could come back with a 4-0 and trip out on the road. But it's going to start here tonight against the Toronto Raptors. And I think if you go back and look at the game earlier in the season against the Raps, there's a couple things you can point to that the Magic need to do better. There's some good signs here, but they need to do better than they were doing early in the season. So, for instance, uh, Kyle Lowry was huge in the fourth quarter of that game, game three of the season. It was a 104-95 final. Lowry scored 10 of his 26 points in the fourth quarter. And look, when it comes winning time, there's nobody better or there aren't many guys better in the league than Kyle Lowry. And you saw it a couple days later when the Magic were in Oklahoma City, Chris Paul dominated that game in the fourth quarter, was able to put his team over the top at that point. And so I think one big part for the Magic right now and something that we did absolutely see signs of growth um, during the homestand is winning time, money time. Who are you going to down the stretch? Who's going to make big shots for you 
when it counts. And this is where I go back to Evan Fournier because night to night, Nick Vucevic is going to do his Vooch stuff. And we know what he did last week was good enough to be named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Vooch is going to give you, you know, unless he's having a really off night, 25 points, 10 to 12 boards, and a couple assists. Now, that's going to be interesting tonight against Marcus Sol. Of course, we'll get to that here in a minute. But I think you can count on a night-to-night basis on what you're getting from Vooch. And I think you can, as long as he's healthy, you can usually depend upon you know some of the offense coming, especially with that bench bunch, from Terrence Ross. But when you don't have Evan Fournier playing like he has the last couple nights, it's really difficult for this team to win. And so I think one big key that we've seen and, and one very positive sign of growth from this team over the last week or so, basically over the homestand, was Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier coming through in the clutch with big shots and Evan Fournier giving you that that second banana over the course of a night. He needs to be efficient, but he needs to be aggressive as well. I think having Fournier sort of trending in the right direction right now is a very positive sign for this Magic team moving forward and very specifically for tonight. Having Jonathan Isaac back could be huge tonight. He was great in that game against the Raps, uh, the third game of the season. In fact, J.I. is probably why they stayed in that game uh, for a majority of the second, third, and fourth quarters. They were down by nine after one, but J.I. was phenomenal. Seven of ten from the field. He was five of seven from three-point range. They're hoping to work him back with a little bit of rhythm. Uh, he had 24 points that night, seven boards, three steals, and two block shots. So got to be able to slide J.I. right back in, and hopefully his defense comes right back to where it was because between him and Aaron Gordon, you're going to need to slow down Pascal Siakam tonight. And Siakam's numbers, I talked yesterday with Dante about it, um, they're sort of mind-boggling right now. I mean, he's just doing things that, you know, guys who sort of make the jump um, within a year or two don't make this big of a jump. I mean, we're talking about he's 25 years old right now, He's in, what, year four, and he went from, in 16-17, he scored four points a night uh, in 15 minutes, up to 20 minutes a night, seven points in 17-18. Last year, he made the big jump from good to, you know, all-star caliber, most improved player for last season, 17 points a game. He's getting you seven boards last year, three assists, uh, playing 32 minutes a night. So far this season, in 13 games, he's playing 37 minutes a night. He's scoring almost 26 points a game, 8.6 boards. Uh, he's shooting six and a half threes a night at a 36% clip. And then you're also getting four assists. So we're talking career highs across the board. And he's still a very, very good defensive player, uh, about a half a block and about a steal a night. So Siakam now has become you know, the key to this entire Raptors offense with Kawhi gone and especially with Kyle Lowry out. But he's also doing it in an efficient manner. Um, the field goal percentage has dropped a little bit. He's taken 20 shots a night. He's almost doubled the amount of shots he's taken from last year. Last year he took 11.8 shots a night at 55%. Now it's 20.6 field goals a night, and he's shooting 47%. So that's, you know, when your usage goes up that much, you're bound to to, to lose a little bit as far as the efficiency goes. But uh, I mean, he's he's been phenomenal so far this year. So as far as Siakam goes, you're going to have Aaron Gordon uh, and you're going to have Jonathan Isaac, and you're going to need both of them in stretches. And I think Isaac is probably a better matchup uh, for him just because of the length. But getting Isaac back is obviously going to be a, a big key for tonight. 
you're missing Michael Carter Williams, and so that's you know that, that's kind of an issue. And they don't have Lowry, so basically both teams don't have their um, you know their their sources of fire uh, when, when things sort of go sideways. Um, but with that said, the Magic are healthy right now, and everybody's kind of hitting a stride. So I think getting Ji back is certainly a good sign. We'll see what DJ Augustine looks like, how effective he's able to be with that broken hand. But when you go back as well to that game, uh, game number three of the season, that loss, 104-95 to Toronto, uh, some of the other numbers that jump out at you that night, and these are some numbers that were issues early on in the season. The Magic really had to do a better job both tonight and really night in and night out as far as these categories go. Rebounding. This Magic team has now worked its way into the top 10 in the league as far as rebound rate goes. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing uh, on the glass. But that night they got out-rebounded 60-52. to and most nights, I don't have these numbers, but most nights the Magic give up 60 rebounds, they're going to lose that game. So I think that's a big key there. You have to make sure you are hitting the glass if you're this Magic team. They were 12 of 39 from three-point range that night, 30.8%. Early on in the year, that was a number that you kept seeing it crop up. If they were at 30%, it wasn't that terrible a game. I mean, there were a lot of nights early on this season the Magic shot 20 to 25% from three-point range, which is one thing if you only shoot 10 to 15, but nobody only shoots 10 to 15 three-pointers in this league anymore. So if you're getting up 30 to 40 threes a night, you better be well over 30%. You better be closer to 35%, uh, all things considered. So got to knock down some threes, and especially if you're going to take that many, got to make sure you're shooting them at a better clip. We've obviously seen that trending in the right direction lately. I talked yesterday about the free throws. You go back to game three against the Raptors. They shot 12 more free throws than the Magic did. They were a plus 13 at the stripe. They were 28 of 30. The Magic were 15 of 18 that night. It's another thing we've seen sort of turning around the last couple nights. Not only are the Magic doing a much better job of defending without fouling, but they're getting to the free throw line closer to 25 to 30 times. And that's going to be a big key tonight. I don't know if you'll get those 30 free throw attempts against this Toronto team because they're so well coached. Uh, and they defend without fouling just about as good as anybody else in the league. But I think that'll be a big key tonight. Got to make sure you can get to the free throw line, and you can't just let the Raptors, Siakam especially, trot up and down to the free throw line because they will absolutely kill you that way. Siakam is shooting each night about five free throws a night. That's top 30 in the league. So you got to keep them from trotting uh, to the free throw line over and over again. I think that'll be a big key tonight. The Raptors do a good job moving the ball. They're top 10 in assists per game. They're scoring over 113 points a night. So you got to have that defense on a string tonight. It'd be great if you could force some turnovers. That's been a big key for the Magic all year long. You always want to make sure you're crashing the glass against a good team t- like Toronto. And then that brings us to the matchup with Nick Vucevic and Marcus Saul. And that really, to me, is what the, the game's going to boil down to because the Magic are who they are when Vuce is playing the way he's played the last couple of nights. And as we know, you know, with Marcus Saul, it's just a matter of um, of smarts and of toughness. And I'm not saying that he's smarter or tougher than Vooch is, but that's what Marcus Saul does. Um, he is one of the smarter, tougher defensive centers we've ever seen in this league. And I think he beats Vooch up a little bit, but what I really think he does is he anticipates better than most of the um, the guys who defend Nick Vucevic. And by that, I just mean this. You get Vooch the ball on the block, and it's two dribbles, and he's to his spot, it's automatic. Or if you get Vooch on the ball on the block, and he sees that somebody's waiting for him to, to, to put his moves down, and he spots up right in his face, you know, that that is what Nick Vucevic is special at. That's what makes him a special offensive center. I think Gasol is very, very good at anticipating all of that, 
and I think he just drives him off the spot. So you're talking about, you know, just upsetting his rhythm ever so much where if Vooch is catching it one extra dribble outside from where he likes it, or if Vooch is catching it and as soon as he goes to his move, you know, Gasol knows how to leverage his positioning a little bit and push him back the other way. I think that's what Gasol does um, better than a lot of other defensive centers in this league, and I think that's what drives Vooch nuts. So my advice to Vooch tonight and to Steve Clifford and to the Magic offense is just keep doing it. Keep being patient. Keep making Gasol work because eventually he will wear out a little bit. On the other end, it can get a little tricky because Gasol is going to try to drag Vooch away from the basket. Um, and, you know, that, that can be an issue as well. You don't want to get him caught up too much in, in pick-and-roll defense. But I really think if the Magic are just patient tonight and if they keep working Vooch, even if he gets off to an 0-5 start from the field or if he's got a couple turnovers early or even if he picks up a couple frustration fouls, um, you got to be patient, and you got to keep wearing Marcus All down in that regard. Uh, with that said, you should have an advantage tonight as far as the bench goes a little bit. Look, I mentioned the Raptors, you know, sort of staying afloat with all the injuries because they've been getting good play out of guys like Terrence Davis and Chris Boucher, but those guys aren't as good as the Magic's bench. So I do think, you know, DJ Augustine, provided he's healthy, should be able to give you some pop. Terrence Ross should be able to give you some pop off that bench tonight, and hopefully that bears out uh, as well at the late first, early second portion of the game, and of course late third, early in the fourth quarter. Magic fans, a new take on tradition. The 2019-20 Statement Edition jersey is the newest addition to the Orlando Magic's lineup of uniforms. The team's core color of blue and the pinstripes on the side give this jersey's traditional elements a clean, modern vibe. Stop by the team shop at Amway Center Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or visit orlandomagicshop.com to get your Statement jersey Today, more Magic Drive time. We'll chat with Ryan Wolstad from the Toronto Sun when we come back right here, 96.9 The Game. Our Magic never compromise on the court. And Magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Show your pride for Magic above all as the Orlando Magic face the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday, December 11th. See the team take on LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the rest of the Lakers during their only visit to Amway Center. You won't want to miss this matchup. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk. Buy your tickets now at OrlandoMagic.com to see the Magic play the Lakers. Wednesday, December 11th. It's big games above all. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof. Hey, Magic fans, here's a pass that always leads to a score. 
buy or renew a qualifying Walt Disney World annual pass at Amway Center this season and score a free Orlando Magic Nike Swingman jersey in the color of your choice. One annual pass gets you a year of theme park magic at all four Walt Disney World parks and an Orlando Magic jersey. That's twice the magic. Visit the Orlando Magic team shop at Amway Center or orlandomagic.com slash annual pass for more information. This is Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic, celebrating big wins and the work that gets you there. For those who use disappointments, turning them into opportunities to learn, to grow, and to thrive. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday. The experts at Evan Health support you. For proving we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Advent Health. Feel whole. Hey, Magic fans, when the Magic win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. The day after a Magic win, get 50% off regular menu price online orders at papajohns.com when you use the promo code MAGICWIN. That's right, celebrate a Magic win the next day with 50% off online orders at Papa John's. And don't miss a shot. Track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's, official pizza of the Orlando Magic. Offer good online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee, and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Visit rpfunding.com or call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. Terms and conditions apply to your website in MLS 70168, Equal Housing. Exciting news, Magic fans and pasta lovers. Olive Garden and the Orlando Magic have teamed up for a delicious giveaway. When the Magic make three or more dunks during a home game, everyone in attendance receives an offer for buy one entree, get one free. Just open your Magic app after the game to receive the voucher. So grab your tickets for the opportunity to score this mouthwatering deal. This is Mohamed Bamba of the Orlando Magic. Stuck in traffic? Then keep your dial on Magic Drive Time. Welcome back in. It is Magic Drive Time. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. Magic Raptors coming your way uh, in about, what, an hour, 15 minutes. Pre-game in about 45 minutes over on our sister station, 104.5 The Beat. Witness Magic above all is the Orlando Magic take on the Houston Rockets Friday, December, December 13th. See the team face off against James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the rest of the Rockets during their only visit to Amway Center. You don't want to miss this big game. Get your tickets now at orlandomagic.com. And the Rockets playing good ball right now. That should be uh, certainly a lot of fun at Amway Center. The Orlando Magic Audio Network. I've been talking about it all season. We're doing daily podcast content, and you can find it on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, uh, or by subscribing to the TuneIn app, which is really the best way to do it. Uh, you get all sorts of good stuff. If you do it with the TuneIn app, you can hear game replays. Um, so TuneIn is my number one recommendation. But Magic Weekly is a podcast that I do every Monday, and it's a lot of fun. And the way I've been doing it and the way it's set up is I kind of give you a recap of what the Magic's week was like, 
and I do a look ahead at what the Magic's week will be. And so I always have somebody on from one of the Magic's opponents, uh, somebody who covers one of the Magic's opponents for the upcoming week. And this week with the Toronto game tonight, I talked with Ryan Wolstadt of the Toronto Sun. And again, you can hear the entire podcast uh, anywhere podcasts are available. Um, Just search Orlando Magic Weekly on iTunes, on Google Play, uh, or on TuneIn or on SoundCloud. Um, and I'm going to play a little bit here. We're going to talk some raps. This is from the Magic Weekly Podcast, Ryan Wolstadt of the Toronto Sun. Ryan Wolstadt covers the Raptors for the Toronto Sun. You can follow him on Twitter, at Wolstadt Sun. Ryan, appreciate you taking a couple minutes. Uh, let's talk about the Raps start to the season, 8-4 and four now. Are, are, are they surprising even Raptors fans with how well they've been playing early on this year? Yeah, I'd have to say yes when you consider that they had probably the toughest trip of the year. Uh, now just happened, and they've lost a whole bunch of good players. I mean, not to mention Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green leaving in the offseason. So I think people expected a, a step back for sure, most people, as much confidence as they had in the team. And you, you lose Kyle Lowry, who was playing like at a, a starting all-star level. Like he was playing out of his mind, having one of the best uh, seasons of his career before he gets hurt. And obviously, uh, Magic fans know Serge Ibaka pretty well, but he, he's been kind of a different player the last year and a half or so in Toronto. And he, he got off to a huge start off the bench. And he goes down as well. And, and you know, this other guy, Ananobi, has had his issues too. And so I think to come back from a trip playing that well, winning a bunch of games, and really they, they could have maybe even won at least one more. Like, they're right in it. Uh, so I think they definitely exceeded expectations. And, and any, any Raptor fan has to be pretty pleased with where they're standing right now for sure. What are the updates injury-wise? Uh, it's Monday, November 18th as we record this podcast. Lowry still out a couple more games, and Ibaka maybe just one or two? I think Ibaka might be a bit longer. We, yeah. we haven't, uh, they didn't practice yesterday because they just got back from the trip, so we're going to find out later on today. They also didn't shoot around to give them a bit more rest. Um, so we're probably going to find out later on today before they take on Charlotte exactly what's going on, but I wouldn't expect them back anytime too, too soon, so it's going to be up to the other guys to kind of hold the fort for now. We'll get to Siakam here in a minute because, I mean, he's fascinating. The jump he's made this year is, is insane. But uh, with Lowry out, you know, who's who's been sort of filling in and, and stepping up? Is it more responsibility to Van Vliet? Who, it, how has it gone without Lowry? Yeah, it's been kind of a combination. Fred Van Vliet obviously has – he was starting anyway, at, basically as the point guard, letting Lowry be more of the shooting guard but with also some point guard duties. And when Lowry went down, Fred just went to full-time point guard running the show, and they've been asking him to score a little bit more, and he's been doing a good job of it. Even though his field goal percentage isn't very high, he, you know, his, his three-point percentage is sky high, and he's, he's done a really good uh, job with his passing and just his forays to the hoop have been really good. He, he's been really, really good for the Raptors. Norman Powell, they've asked him to step up a little bit, and he's, he's always going to be a pretty inconsistent player. But he's had some good games, especially on the trip. And then, you know, they've got Siakam, directing the offense a little more as a point forward and Marcus Saul has always been that sort of way as a, as a center who can really move the ball and, and direct an offense. So it's kind of everyone stepping up and, and doing it a bit by committee. What does it say about Nick Nurse and, and maybe even the construction of the team? Because you're right, you go through and you say, you know, Marcus Saul can can almost run an offense from the center spot. He's just such a heady yeah. player. We, we know Siakam. Um, to, to sort of divvy up the responsibilities of a player as well as Kyle Lowry amongst, you know, four of your five uh, starting lineup members. I, I I feel like Nick Nurse probably deserves some credit for all of that. Yeah, I, I said it the other day. I think if if you took a vote, I think I think I said this about two games ago. If you took a vote right then, I don't know how you don't 
pick him as the coach of the year at that point of the season. Like like I said off the top, losing Kawhi and Green and, and battling through those injuries and to have the Raptors where they are when everyone's talking about, you know, Philly and Orlando and sorry, Philly and Milwaukee and a lot of people were talking about Orlando as well and, and and those other teams and everyone kind of forgot about Toronto, I think. So I think Nurse has done a phenomenal job. He, he kind of proved it in the past with his work in the D League. You know, he, he's talked a lot about how every day he didn't know who was getting called up and back when he was with Iowa and then uh, Houston's uh, team and what was then the D-League, uh, you know, he's, he's just used to this. He, he's basically the type of coach that adapts on the fly really, really well, and who's in, who's out, doesn't really matter to him. He's going to get his team to be prepared and to run the stuff he wants them to run, and, and they'll make do with who they have. So I think he has to get a ton of credit for what he's done so far. What's he like? It's so impressive. I mean, you don't hear of, of head coaches winning the title their first year, obviously, but head coaches improve just like players do, and I feel like we don't ever give credit uh, to that. Is he improving as a head coach? Does he feel more comfortable this year? I mean, uh, he's a pretty unique guy, and, and he's got a pretty unique set of experiences, I would think. Uh, what's he been like here in year two? Yeah, I think it's just natural to, to you know, he has that experience of the championship year and all of the adjustments and everything, and then and just what, what he had to do day in and day out to get by Orlando and then Philly and then Milwaukee and then Golden State. Like, how can you not get better from that? And then just like, he seems a little more confident. He was confident last year, but just he, he's a little more assertive, I guess, maybe would be better, a better way to describe it. Like, he's not afraid to call out his guys. You don't see many coaches, especially second-year coaches, uh, calling out new additions like Rondé Hollis Jefferson and, and Stanley Johnson or, or whoever. He doesn't really care. Pascal Siakam, you know, the best player on the team. Uh, MVP candidate, you know, he didn't like the way he was fouling and turning it over. And he, he said that and he told him. And maybe it's because they had a good relationship before because Nurse was an assistant. He worked closely with a lot of those guys. But I think it is kind of uh, unique, the, the, like how assertive he's been and how unafraid he has been to be kind of hard, hard nosed and, and calling out his players, especially in this day and age where I think there's a lot more coddling that goes on in pro sports. And a big thanks to Ryan Wolstad from the Toronto Sun. You can follow him on Twitter at Wolstad Sun. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Chapman OM Magic Raptors. Let's keep this thing rolling tonight. The Magic kick off a four-game road trip in Toronto with the Raps 7.30 tip. Pre-game at 7 o'clock with Brandon Kravitz. It's right over on 104.5 The Beat. And I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Magic Drive Time right here, 96.9 The Game. Our magic never compromise on the court. And magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where magic fans shop for jewelry. Be there live when the Orlando Magic take on the Houston Rockets on Friday, December 13th at Amway Center. Come see Magic above all as DJ Augustine, Jonathan Isaac, and the team battle James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the rest of the Rockets. It's your one shot to see them in O-Town. Buy your tickets now at orlandomagic.com to see the Magic play the Rockets Friday, December 13th. You won't want to miss this big game.